we were ready for this. So we had uh, search and rescue teams staged, National Guard. We had 5,500 National Guard. We had 1.2 million gallons of gasoline in the event of fuel shortages. We had over 30,000 uh, linemen to restore power. And so as soon as the storm passed, uh, our first responders were on the scene checking on people. Governor Ron DeSantis, after the, um, the dumbly named hurricane that blew through there yesterday. And of course, Ron DeSantis is being attacked by the left-wing media because, you know, global warming, climate change, something like that. We're going to need a lot of mental health professionals going forward. I can tell you that much. Well, welcome back and uh, happy Thursday once again. Labor Day weekend coming up. Hopefully a three-day weekend for you, your family, normal people. And I have but one hour left to give to my country and, and so much stuff to get to. So much stuff. Let me go to, uh, let's go to New York City. New York, New York, the city that never sweeps. And the New York Post has the story. There is a Republican congresswoman who is great. She's from Staten Island, which is uh, one of the five boroughs of New York City. And the only one that votes Republican, but they do reliably vote Republican on uh, Staten Island. And Nicole Meliotakis, nice Greek name, nice Greek lady. And uh, she's on the side of the United States of America and not the lunatic left. Uh, the Democrats have been dumping illegal aliens um, on uh, Staten Island, and there have been protests there. And Curtis Sliwa of the Guardian Angels was was down there to protest. He was arrested by the police. I, uh, I've done some shows with uh, Curtis Sliwa, and I think he's a, a great uh, American and an important person in the United States of America. And the Guardian Angels, great idea. Uh, but now Nicole Meliotakis, the Republican member of Congress, the House of Representatives from Staten Island, is talking about Staten Island, uh, the, the fifth borough, perhaps, breaking away from New York City, secession, seceding, leaving the city of New York and creating their own city where they would have their own mayor, their own police department, uh, and they would, uh, you know, just secede from the lunatics of New York City and create a sane place. I think real estate values would double overnight if they broke away. So the forgotten borough wants to be remembered, the New York Post is writing. Staten Islanders are renewing calls for a breakaway from the Big Apple with Mayor Eric Adams' controversial call to bus migrants, illegal aliens, dumping illegal aliens, at a local shuttered Catholic school, proving to be the latest breaking point. One local politician has a, he's even got a name the, uh, for the, the new city, uh, and it's uh, Latin, uh, and it roughly translates to, we don't like you either. It's a, <laughs> a barely pronounceable Latin uh, turn of phrase. That means we don't like you either, which is kind of fun. Staten Island has always been an odd fit within the five bureaus sitting on the outskirts of New York City with a predominantly conservative Republican population that butts heads with the rest of the city as you might imagine. And uh, Nicole Maliotakis, the Republican congresswoman from Staten Island, um, said on Wednesday, yesterday, she said, I mean, I hear all these jokes all the time that they would love to get rid of Staten Island. Well, this is your opportunity. 
I think Staten Island would like to have an opportunity to self-govern. That's great. And uh, said, the reality is uh, the city council and the state legislature would need to let Staten Island go. I hope they do consider this. So that'd be good. Uh, let's let's do it, said a resident, uh, Joseph, what is it, uh, Miki, uh, a 41-year-old. He said, uh, we should get a bigger percentage of the uh, Verrazano tolls, the bridge, um, and uh, subsidize what to, it costs us to break away. Um, what the, you know, what the city is doing to our neighborhood stinks, which is great. Anthony Antico, a 56-year-old contractor, a lot of Italians in Staten, uh, and lifelong Staten Islander, said he is behind secession 100%. Our values do not line up with the other boroughs, he said. We do not believe in woke politics. Right is right and wrong is wrong. I think that's just great. Massive protests broke out on the island uh, this past week in response to the city. Their decision to use a closed-down school, St. John's uh, Via Academy, and, uh, and uh, you know, the... the uh, uh, section of the borough as a makeshift 300-bed living space for illegal aliens. And and in Staten, you know, they're having none of this. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. So it's a, a fun idea, and New York City deserves it. And it'd be great if the sensible people of New York City found in Staten Island were able to break away, create their own city. I do believe that their their real estate values would double. Uh, people would want to move there and live there, and it would be a great thing for the United States of America. And this, again, this is what the Democrats are doing. We've got, um, where is it, uh, Idaho and um, Eastern Oregon. are talk Eastern Oregon wants to break away from the state of Oregon because the left is so crazy that they have wrecked the place, basically. They are, they're nuts, of course, and uh, mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. So we got uh, we got that going for us. And I think that's a fun story. A lot of fun. And Nicole Meliotakis could, you know, her star could rise in a big way. Uh, she could be the representative from Staten for life, and then her children could take over if uh, she were able to pull Staten Island away from the other four boroughs and create an independent city. Maybe make it a state, just and take it completely away from the lunatics. So we got that. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Fun, fun stuff. So um, there's also uh, the uh, that a crazy story out of out of uh, Chicago. That's nuts. I told you the other day that at a Chicago White Sox game on the south side of Chicago, there was uh, two women were shot during the baseball game, and um, here's an update on the story: double shooting at Chicago White Sox game from gun smuggled into stadium in quote. Fat belly. I'm sorry, what? What's this? This is the story from uh, out of Tampa, Florida, not the Chicago media. The obesity crisis gripping America, you know, but now they're telling everybody that we should be fat, right? You know, uh, Lizzo and uh, all this stuff. The obesity crisis and uh, the uh, Sports Illustrated and, and uh, fashion magazines, and it's not healthful, but, you know, never mind that. The obesity crisis gripping America may have created another health risk besides heart disease, diabetes, and stroke. Gunshot wounds. I'm sorry, what? 
According to the Daily Mail, naturally not a Chicago paper, a British paper, on Tuesday, the shooting that occurred during a Chicago White Sox game last week, which wounded two women, reportedly happened after one of the women snuck a weapon past security by hiding the pistol under her belly fat. The woman, the women, two women who were shot, 42 and 26 years old, were shot and slightly wounded during the fourth inning, as this the fourth inning stretch, uh, as the Sox squared off against the Oakland A's on Friday night. Police confirmed these shootings occurred, but announced that there was no active threat. Cops also declined to initially identify where the bullets came from, yet uh, did say eventually that they did not believe the shots were fired from outside the stadium. You know, you guys work for the public. Just give the information over and stop playing games. Shootings are, of course, rampant in the Windy City. But as first reported by ESPN Chicago host Peggy Kaczynski, on Tuesday the shots came after one woman accidentally fired the gun inside the ballpark now called Guaranteed Rate Field. What a horrible, horrible name for a baseball stadium. She reportedly snuck the gun past the metal detectors, hiding it in the folds of her belly fat, Kaczynski said. And uh, so wait a minute. She got to the ballpark. She uh, has a pistol. She wants to bring it into the ballpark. She had ample, um, you know, uh, excess baggage where she was able to tuck a pistol under the folds, and they use a handheld wand metal detector, and they waved it all over and had sufficient insulation to uh, conceal the weapon from the metal detectors, brought it in, and during the course of the game, went to grab it or something, and oops, it went off and accidentally shot uh, herself and her friend, which is, you know, kind of good. That's uh, kind of a kind of a crazy story. <laughs> uh, also, according to reports, they were both Democrats. They were both Democrats. Uh, there is a big company. One of my brothers used to work for this big company, Salesforce, and the Salesforce CEO. Uh, they have a huge annual event in San Francisco, California. They call it the Dreamforce Conference, Dreamforce Conference. They bring thousands of people, thousands of hotel rooms, millions and millions of dollars to San Francisco. And now the Salesforce CEO says San Francisco's homelessness, drug addiction could force the company Salesforce to relocate their annual Dreamforce Conference. San Francisco, well, where Salesforce is headquartered, has been facing a homelessness and drug use crisis just outside their doors and uh, stuff. So, I mean, it's just completely uh, crazy. And uh, this giant company with thousands of employees, and they bring in all kinds of other people for their annual Dreamforce conference, and they're, they're holding it this year. But you got to start planning next year's uh, event right now. And, uh, Mark, it's uh, – Benioff, I guess, is pronounced Mark Benioff, the billionaire CEO and founder of Salesforce, said that the uh, uh, that told the San Francisco Chronicle that the upcoming conference may be the last in the Bay Area if uh, this Dreamforce is impacted by the current situation with homelessness and drug use and, of course, crime and mayhem and all the lunacy. So he said... We bring a significant number of people to the city, 40,000 people, generate $57 million in the downtown economy. 
So it's in all of our interests uh, for it to go well. Uh, and uh, it's just it's just appalling. This is what the Democrats are doing to our cities across the country because they're very, very unwell, very unwell. Am I right? Yes, I'm right. Of course, I'm right. Okay. Uh, I've got I've still got to get to the the nice little girl that the school tried to turn into a terrible little boy. And uh, that's an amazing story as well. Completely berserk. Uh, in Johannesburg, South Africa. I've been to Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, have you been to Johannesburg? You haven't? It's, uh, you, can, you can spare yourself the trip. They, um, they had a big uh, building full of homeless people, homeless people, about 200 homeless people, and in uh, a building, a five-story building in Johannesburg, South Africa. And fire broke out last night. 73 people dead, 52 injured. Now, this is the kind of stuff we used to see in other countries and say, Thank God we live in the United States of America. That could never happen here. The Democrats are building that here. Illegal aliens stacked up like cordwood in old Catholic schools that they took over in Staten Island and millions and millions of illegals flowing in, non-English speaking, uneducated, uh, illiterate, and uh, we're piling them up because the Democrats are doing everything they can to wreck our very nice country, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah, wait till you hear the story about the the mother that saved her daughter from the school trying to turn her daughter into a son. I do have breaking news because President Joe Biden's nefarious plan to introduce a digital dollar in the United States is already underway, and it's very important to understand the, the potential consequences because forget what they're telling you. This is in nobody's best interest. Time is of the essence, so taking action now is a really good idea to protect yourself, your savings, your retirement. You can help protect your savings from the risks of the digital dollar by diversifying with gold and silver IRAs. You get started by calling the experts at American Alternative Assets. Call them today. They're at 888-4-GOLD-20. That's 888-446-5320. They'll give you all the guidance you need to safeguard your retirement savings. Say no to Joe Biden's crazy digital dollar scheme Call 888-4-GOLD-20, 888-446-5320. Call them today. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Joe Biden uh, and his Justice Department obstructing justice again, obstructing congressional investigations, stonewalling, uh, and what the new emails reveal, all still coming up. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Are you into weird, spooky, and strange history? Horrifying History tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about. We tell the tales of haunted places, infamous true crimes, unsolved mysteries, the paranormal, and then we look to history to see where the truth actually lies. Want to get spooky with us? Horrifying History, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. CNN uh, has a uh, breaking news story that former President 
Donald Trump has pleaded not guilty in the sprawling Fulton County election interference case as the radical uh, 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 prosecutor there is uh, interfering with the 2024 election with no sense of irony. It was expected to plead not guilty in Fannie Willis, a Democrat, uh, as has the judge overseeing uh, to uh, lynch everybody because they're Democrats. Just amazing stuff. And in the Washington Post today, judge rules Giuliani defamed Georgia election workers, orders sanctions. The Washington Post with Rachel Weiner typing it up on behalf of her party, the Democrat Party. Judge Burl A. Howell entered a default judgment against Rudolph Giuliani as a straight-up sanction for his failure to provide necessary documentation to the plaintiffs. Shall I go down the list of all the times Democrat prosecutors have failed to provide necessary documents and exculpatory evidence to the uh, plaintiffs, the to the defendants that they're prosecuting? Rudolph Giuliani will still go to trial in D.C. federal court on the amount of monetary damages he owes Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Wandrea Arche Moss. But Howell, they never mention in the story that the judge that uh, automatically defaulted and found Rudy uh, the bad guy is an Obama appointee, but they never mention that. That never comes up. Isn't that interesting? Because it's political warfare. It's called lawfare. And uh, they're awful, awful, terrible people. Also, the Washington Post today has the the update on CNN. You know, they had their boy Chris licked. Well, he's been licked. He's out at CNN because he was so awful and terrible on so many levels. But they've got a new guy, Mark Thompson, who's the former chief executive of the New York Times because it's a great big circle fest in a hot tub. So Mark Thompson is moving from one side of the hot tub to the other side of the hot tub, going from the New York Times to CNN, guaranteeing that CNN will continue to be a front group for the Democrat Party and nothing more. Thanks, Time Warner Discovery. America starts the day with America in the morning. Pending home sales numbers, they tanked in April, but there Hi, are. Hi, I'm two John gorgeous- Trout, your host for the latest news, politics, entertainment, business, and weather. The octane action in the dust, a new film puts. Our staff of correspondents provide a fast-paced look at the world with specialized reports from where news happens. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Amazon. Concise, accurate, and fresh each day. America in the morning, the podcast, available wherever you listen. So much to get to and so little time. A 33-year-old Brazilian fitness influencer, a uh, very, very extremely physically fit young woman, uh, died of a heart attack. 33 years old. Fitness influencer on the internet dies after double cardiac arrest. Uh, Just don't ask any questions about the vaccines because... You know, if you do, that could be big trouble. Nothing gets you in trouble like the truth. Which uh, reminds me of a, uh, a message we got yesterday on X, an X post that we received from a, uh, a person. Uh, I'm not sure if I should, I, I, I guess I can identify, T-Wad. T-Wad, I'm going to go with T-Wad. 
repent, you heathen. And uh, the message, the, the ex post, says, I've been listening to you since you first started on WMAL, and I'm amazed you haven't been hauled off to the gulag yet. And I started reading that, and I'm like, well, is this a you know, friend or foe? I, you know, I can't, uh, not, not sure quite yet. And then uh, he continues, or she continues, not sure how you get away with spreading truth the way you do. But keep up the good work, brother. So uh, very nice. And I, you know, I started reading it. I'm like, hey, which way is this one going to go? I'm not sure. Are they going to threaten to kill my dog? Or uh, I don't actually have a dog to kill, but you know, sometimes they, they say crazy things. I've been listening to you since you first started on WML. Now I'm syndicated globally, of course, and around the universe. And I'm amazed you haven't been hauled off to the gulag yet. Keyword yet. Not sure how you get away with spreading truth the way you do. I do like spreading truth, but keep up the good work, brother. I thought that was uh, that was a lot of fun, and uh, Kevin shared that with me yesterday. And I want to wanted to share it with you. Good stuff. Uh, good, good, good. Wake a doodle do. All right, now let's get to the uh, the crazy Democrats and this fixation they have with uh, with gender. There's also a funny story that Martha Stewart. You remember Martha Stewart? What is she? A home something or other? She is on a sea cruise. Um, on a fancy sea cruise, kind of a, a funny thing. And she is um, she's being attacked online, naturally, because lefties. She's on a sea cruise in Greenland. And in Greenland, the ship that she's on, a luxury ship that she's on going around Greenland, sounds like a good time. Um, they pulled a chunk of ice floating out of the water. They pulled it out of the water. They brought it aboard the ship, and they, and they chop it up, and they use it to make cocktails. Right? And it's a piece of glacier ice that broke off from Greenland, which isn't very green. And, uh, and because Martha Stewart had a picture taken saying, hey, look, I'm having a cocktail. They're making cocktails on the ship. And they used a, a uh, piece of ice from an iceberg while the left is going crazy and attacking the 82-year-old Martha Stewart, the domestic diva or whatever she is. Uh, and... Um, you know, it's kind of an amazing story. These people are so mental. They're so mental. You know, but they don't realize. They're too dumb to realize that, you know, glaciers calve, uh, C-A, uh, you know, uh, L-V-E, and they and they uh, the pieces break off and they go into the ocean, and then they melt there. You see, that's what happens, you idiots. And if you pull a piece out, but it's ancient ice in many cases, and, uh, and it's uh, pure water, and... Uh, and so she had a cocktail, as the other people did on the ship. And now the shipping line, the luxury cruise line, has because the left has gone so crazy, they've stopped doing this. They're gonna, they will no longer pull a piece of ice out of the ocean and uh, chip it up with an ice pick to use it in cocktails, which is fun. Uh, but the left is a suicidal and homicidal death cult. So. She uh, wrote on it and posted a picture and said, we actually captured a small iceberg for our cocktails tonight. The 82-year-old Martha Stewart wrote on an Instagram caption with a photo. And now the left is going crazy. And the cruise line, very nice uh, cruise line, has announced, well, we're not going to do that anymore. And the lunatics are in there. Ah, uh, really? Cursing at her F word. Global warming. Yeah, right. I generally love Martha Stewart. And the excesses of her life, 
because she's about beautiful gardens, homes, and food, a lunatic said. But wealthy white people, they always racialize it because they're racists, every one of them. But wealthy white people drinking their iceberg cocktails while the planet is in flames is a bit tone deaf. Now, that's just, uh, these people are mentally ill. There's an epidemic of mental illness, and it's called liberalism, honestly. The uh, Swan Hellenic Cruise Line announced that they have stopped doing that now. But first they say, you know, small fragments of ice uh, floating in the ocean are going to melt into the ocean, you moron. And we uh, picked them up and saved them from certain death, certain extinction, and used them. They put them to use. Finally, they're uh, doing something useful, uh, chilling a cocktail aboard a nice ship. And I should also point out that we, uh, one of our Chris Plant cruises, we went to the Galapagos Islands, the Galapagos Islands. And everywhere we went, uh, there was Martha Stewart. <laughs> she was on another ship. Uh, and every hey, there's Martha Stewart again. There's Martha Stewart standing on the equator. There's Martha Stewart again. Uh, going back and forth across the equator. Hey, there's Martha Stewart. Kept showing up. And, of course, my best girl and I went to Antarctica earlier this year, uh, didn't think to make cocktails with the, uh, uh, with the ice from Antarctica, but I wish we had. I just wish we had. All right, now let's get to the, uh, to the mental uh, cases in California after being done with those mental cases. Um, amazing stuff. Now, here's the, uh, here's the story. There's a place, the Spreckles, Spreckles, sounds German, doesn't it? Spreckelsy Deutsch. S-P-R-E-C-K-E-L-S, Union School District in California. The headline from KSBW. Spreckles Union School District settles with parent over indoctrination allegation. Well, I guess the allegation was borne out since they uh, gave them $100,000. Spreckles, this is in Spreckles, California. Spreckles Union School District has settled with a mother who claimed teachers secretly manipulated her 11-year-old daughter into changing her gender identity and name. Jessica Conan, a mother whose child attended Buena Vista Middle School, going after him younger and younger, middle school, kindergarten, first grade, filed a lawsuit against the school district on January 19th. The lawsuit alleges the school implemented a, quote, parental secrecy policy. They got a parental secrecy policy. They don't tell the uh, parents when they're turning your boy into a girl or your girl into a boy. They should go to prison. They should be in handcuffs. According to the legal document, under the parental secrecy policy, Buena Vista teachers and staff would keep secret from parents that their children had articulated confusion about their gender identity uh, implemented by the teachers and the school, of course evinced a desire to change their gender identity or assumed uh, or expressed a new gender identity unless the student expressly authorized the parents to be informed. In addition, the teachers were accused of keeping the club, it's a club, keeping the club, its policies, and its roster hidden from parents. Now, we have uh, audio that I want to share with you because mother and daughter were on the uh, Fox News Channel very early this morning, soundbite number 15. This is the daughter. They did this to her when she was 11 years old in middle school. Her name is Alicia Conan. It was a counselor that I went to. Yeah. And 
that counselor ended up working with the school as well to socially transition me. To socially transition me. Oh, you're not a girl. You're a boy. I'm going to socially transition you. I'm a counselor, a glassy-eyed, child-abusing loon, and we're going to keep it from your parents. After COVID hit, I ended up being out of the control of the school, and I really figured out that who the school said I was, I was not, and that I was a girl, and I was Alicia. Mm. And it was just, it was, an, it was eye-opening to me because I had been... I had an identity for so long that was false. So it really took me a while to figure out that I was Alicia, but after I figured it out, things only went up. Things only went up. The Liberty Center, the Liberty Center, which supported the lawsuit against the Spreckle School District, reported that the school district had settled the lawsuit by paying $100,000. And the Daily Caller has the story as well. Sends a clear message. Mom secures $100,000 settlement with school that allegedly tried to transition her daughter. Transition, that's the word that they use, and it's supposed to mean the same thing every time. I feel that parents should be involved throughout their complete children, you know, their elementary, their middle school, whatever, um, Anything that the child goes through, I think a parent should be involved. I absolutely would have put a note because it's it's up to me, you know, to be able to guide her in that direction. That's that's what my parental right is. You think? The complete name is the Center for American Liberty. They filed the lawsuit. The school recruited the sixth grade girl, Alicia, into the Equality Club, where she was taught about bisexuality and transgender identity. She was 11 years old. It's uh, middle school. And this is what the Democrats are doing. They're child sexual predators, and we should call them that. The school allegedly took an active role in, in, in steps to help Alicia conceal her identity as a boy, giving her articles on how to keep her identity secret from her parents. Alicia was also allegedly allowed to use the uh, unisex teacher's restroom instead of the girl's room without her parents' knowledge. This is uh, pretty amazing stuff. Um, that was uh, mom uh, back there, Jessica Conan, and here she is again. Stop doing this. Stop putting secrecy into parents in general. It creates division within families. Um, it helps, I mean, it, it you know, kind of stops the, the bond that you make with your children. Sure, the state takes over because they are mother, they are father, they are the Soviet Union. Here is uh, Jessica Conan, uh, the mother. I definitely think that involvement is the best that I could suggest. And just, you guys have the right to do it. You parents have the right to raise your own kids. You think? Uh, but this is what Democrats are doing to children all over the country because so many of them are very, very unwell. Um, all right, let's go to soundbite number 22. Uh, Chairman James Comer, House of Representatives, uh, House Oversight Committee. And uh, now the uh, Department of Justice and the Biden administration are obstructing justice again because the Congress exercising their constitutional right to governmental oversight, you know, branches of government checks and balances and uh, the corrupt Biden family. Congressman James Comer, uh, the Congress has subpoenaed documents uh, having to do with Joe Biden's nefarious aliases and the emails and all of the communications between the then vice president and 
and it turns out Hunter Biden's business, one of his many businesses, you know, he's got a lot of businesses. And uh, now the Justice Department and the National Archives are saying, well, no, we're not going to hand over the documents to Congress because we don't believe in branches of government and checks and balances, Congressman James Comer. We've requested these documents. The House Oversight Committee has legislative jurisdiction over the National Archives. They've stonewalled us in the uh, Biden mishandling of classified documents. Now they're, you know, we hope they don't stonewall us in the pseudonym uh, request. Yeah. There's 5,400 emails. More than 5,400 emails, uh, Joe Biden using pseudonyms, fake names, in the email traffic. And it uh, turns out Hunter Biden's firm and Joe Biden as vice president, the vice president's office, exchanged more than 1,000 emails, uh, business back and forth, Hunter Biden's Rosemont Seneca Partners. It's an investment firm, traded more than 1,000 emails with Joe Biden's office during his time as vice president, and hundreds remain hidden because of the executive privilege asserted by the White House. Documents released by the National Archives show the 861 emails that referenced Rosemont Seneca were sent or received by the office of the vice president between January of 2011 and December of 2013, according to America First Legal, which obtained the messages from the National Archives and Records Administration and released them on Wednesday. The White House refused to allow the release of 200 emails referencing Hunter Biden's firm citing executive privilege, Congressman James Comer. There was an email that was to a pseudonym that, uh, that was Joe Biden that had Hunter copied on it, and it was an email about Ukraine policy at the same time that Devin Archer testified that uh, the owners of Burisma were squeezing Hunter to call Washington for help. And that's when Dan Goldman and Jamie Raskin right. says, oh, well, he could have called anybody in Washington. I mean, and I'm sure they just talked about the weather. That's not true. That's not true. Mm -mm -mm -mm. House Oversight Panel demands files on Hunter Biden's use of Air Force Two, a completely separate story, although related, must be accountability. Well, the Democrats don't believe that there should be accountability. And the uh, news media doesn't believe that there should be accountability. Because, you know, the Democrats and the news media, but I repeat myself, House Oversight Committee demanded Wednesday that the National Archives hand over the records on Hunter Biden's use of Air Force Two. Following a report, he caught rides to at least 13 countries, I think the number is 15 countries, with his father while he was vice president doing business all over the place, using the Biden name, milking countries and companies. Ukraine, Burisma, China, investment groups, several million from Russia, Romania, and the Washington Post doesn't think there's anything to see here. Hurricane, badly named Hurricane Idalia. The hell is that? Don't ever call a hurricane that again. Hurricane, and, and, you know, just to use normal, normal names. Like Hillary, that was a good name. You know, destructive force, horrible, everybody hates it. Hurricane Idalia, where it will hit, and it's, it's pretty much over, but the story is that three people, three people died 
as a result. Two in Florida in car accidents before the hurricane made landfall, and one died in Georgia uh, from a tree falling on him while he was trying to clear a roadway, uh, and it was blowing through there. Now, Governor Ron DeSantis, who is also running for president, uh, was was out there yesterday talking about it, and the hurricane had pretty much blown through. Boy, it blew through fast, too. Went from a Category 1 to a Category 4 to a Category 3 as it made landfall, and then uh, petered out from there for the most part. But Ron DeSantis is warning Democrats who love to loot. You know, they, they loot everything all the time. And uh, Ron DeSantis uh, offered them, uh, I think, some sage advice. We are not going to tolerate any looting in the aftermath of a natural disaster. I mean, it's just ridiculous that you would try to do something like that on the heels of an almost Category 4 hurricane hitting this community. I'd also just remind potential looters that people, you never know what you're walking into. People have a right to defend their property. Uh, this part of Florida, you got a lot of advocates and some proponents of the Second Amendment. And I've seen signs in different people's yards in the past after these disasters. And I would say it's probably here. You loot, we shoot. You loot, we shoot. And that means the governor and the state will support the homeowners protecting their property and not the criminals, whereas the Democrats, who are the criminals, would support the criminals. You never know what's behind that door. If you go break into somebody's house and you're trying to loot, uh, these are people that are going to be able to defend themselves and their families. So, so I would not do it. Uh, we are going to hold you accountable from a law enforcement perspective at a minimum, and it could even be worse than that, depending on what's behind that door. We're going to hold you accountable from a law enforcement perspective. And, you know, we believe in the Second Amendment in Florida, and if you're going around in a natural disaster looking to rob people and loot people's homes, well, guess what? Around here, we believe in the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the right to defend yourself and your property, and people own firearms. So the governor has warned you they're going to be on the side of the homeowner, not the Democrats. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of Season 2 of the hit podcast series, In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge Seasons 1 and 2 of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen.